You are listening to episode 32 of the Path to Motherhood podcast. Welcome to the Path to Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, infertility life coach, Sarah Brandell. Join us each week as we walk through navigating your trying to conceive journey. My mission is to share the skills of managing your mind, processing emotions, and living a full life to create a more authentic path to motherhood. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Path to Motherhood podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today. I am feeling like it's time for a life update. I am so grateful to myself that in back in like February, I really got on getting ahead on my podcast, maybe into early March, but March was a tough month and I got sick a lot and I'm just grateful that I was ahead on the podcast or else we probably would have had a couple weeks without an episode, but that didn't happen. And I'm super grateful for that. And now we're into April. I am still trying to keep ahead and get you guys these podcasts recorded. So like I said, let's start with a little bit of a life update. When I say I was sick, so in March, our family all had the stomach bug. And then I just had like a nagging allergy type cold with like a cruddy voice for a couple weeks where I felt okay, I was able to do things, but you probably wouldn't have wanted to listen to an episode recorded by me at that time. So overall, everything was okay. I also actually had my um, hysteroscopy surgery to just check the lining for our next transfer in the end of February. So then there was just that little bit of recovery from that. And then I had my biopsy back in between February and March. So a handful of things of not actively like doing transfers and trying to conceive, but actually doing some tests and getting some information. And if you follow me on social media, you saw that I did go ahead and do a ERA biopsy test. This is like a receptivity test to see if the timeline that they're using with medications for transfer is the appropriate timeline. It is a bit controversial. Some people say maybe it's a helpful test. Some people say maybe it's not really that useful. My clinician felt, you know, interested in doing it and we had had two unsuccessful transfers. So I went ahead and did do that test. Unfortunately, that came back absolutely normal. (laughs) And I say unfortunately because that means that there's not anything obvious to change, right? Going into the next transfer. So that's good news. It means like what we're doing is the right protocol, but it's not like a quick, easy fix, right? So that was a bummer to something just to process like, okay. Now we know like there's not some easy fix that can be like, oh, we're going to do this fix and it's all going to work. Same thing with the hysteroscopy. I did not expect any abnormalities, but it had been a year since we had done any type of like saline ultrasound or anything. So we went ahead and did a hysteroscopy just to double check and be really sure that the cavity was doing okay since we had had two unsuccessful transfers and it was beautiful. There was no abnormalities, which I'm super grateful for. I really, really am. I know that's not the case for everybody. But at the same time, it's like, okay, another normal test, right? All those people who like identify as being that unexplained infertility can relate to this, like getting good news doesn't always feel great. And so I had some time there processing that and allowing myself to be disappointed with that and like being okay with that. And that's hard for people outside the infertility world to relate to. So like when family and friends heard that I had good news on my results, they were like, oh, congratulations. And that was like hard for them to just really be super disconnected to how I was feeling. And it's just a reminder of like, unless you're in it, you really don't get it. And that's okay. Like there's nothing against them for not getting it, but like they just don't get it. And that's okay. And I let myself, you know, feel the feels and be somewhat disappointed by the outcome. 
And then I got myself excited and motivated to be, you know, in a good mood for this next transfer cycle. So we are doing an April transfer. I actually, as of the recording of this episode, have already done the transfer. And I really set about going about the transfer in a way that felt good to me, that felt natural to me, that felt like I was being intentional with the decisions I was making, that I was being intentional with my mindset throughout the process, but not perfect. And we'll talk about what I mean by that in today's episode. So I did a few things for that. I did not feel like my mindset was super great going into my second transfer. Not anything to do with re-related to the transfer, but actually other stuff in my life was stressing me out. So I was really intentional this time of like having a great mindset, being relaxed, enjoying time with my family, my husband, getting outside, doing things that I enjoyed to do. My husband, my daughter, and I actually drove four hours to Detroit for the weekend and stayed with really, really good family friends of ours. And another couple and their kids came and visited too. And we got to spend the weekend together. And I like chose that weekend on purpose. I wanted to be there in like good vibes of being like not thinking about the transfer, but just enjoying friendship, especially friendship of people that I love that I don't get to see all the time. And I'm just so grateful that I did that. We had so much fun. It went by so quickly. And it's just crazy how those friends that you have that you cannot see for so long and you can just get back into it right away. And that was the perfect thing. So we went Friday through Monday. I enjoyed it so much. We'll talk about like some perfectionistic thoughts that came up along the way because that's today's episode topic. And then we came back on Monday evening afternoon and I had Tuesday to kind of relax. I really like largely took work off-ish the day before, the day of the transfer and the day after. I'm privileged to be able to have done that, but I did that on purpose to just be able to relax my body. And yeah, we had our transfer and we're now in the wait, right? We're in that two-week wait. I'm using my own two-week wait workbook. If you've never heard about it, it is a daily meditation, journal entry, reading prompt, and really gets you into the mindset of like acknowledging all the ups and downs of the emotions that happen in the two-week wait and moving forward and being able to get through those days. Some of y'all are lucky and you guys have your beta day like on like day eight, day nine, maybe even earlier for some of you I've heard. Mine I think is day 12. I think it just lines up like that because of like they typically do at my clinic on day 10, but day 10 is a Saturday. So that means mine's going to be on Monday. So day 12 to almost a full two weeks. And I am feeling good today. As you can tell, I've definitely had moments of fear and doubt. But today I'm feeling good and I'm feeling really hopeful and we will just see. We will see what happens. So that's a little bit of a life update of where I'm at, how things are going. I know I haven't been able to give you one super, super recently, so I wanted to make sure I did that. I finished out your guys' kind of month of April with the mini series on my three foundational pillars. And I really hope you guys enjoyed those three episodes. They really give you a good insight into like what my focuses are. When we're coaching together, obviously it's tailored to each individual person. Each client is a little bit different, but that gives you a good kind of framework for what we're using to kind of work with you through our time together. So I'm I'm super grateful to have shared that episode. And then I know we did one talking about the infertility boxes and talking with hold ceremony. And that was an awesome episode. So I really enjoyed having guests on the podcast. I have a few more that I reached out to recently, and we're going to have more guests coming on the podcast soon. 
But if you guys have ideas for guests, please, please send them my way. I would love to hear from you guys what you guys are thinking as far as ideas. But also, I really, really would love to put the little request out there. We're now, what, like 30-ish episodes into this podcast, which is crazy. Like 30 weeks of recording episodes. I would love to put the ask out there. If you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the podcast. It really helps the podcast to grow, get it into the listeners that need to hear this, and also helps me get buy-in for more people and guests to want to show up on the podcast. So I would love it if you could do that. And now we have had way too long of an intro, so we will dive into the episode, but I just wanted to give you guys an update. So as I said, you kind of got a hint. Today's episode, my plan is to talk about perfection. I think we all know perfection is not ideal, but some of us kind of like wear it as a badge of honor that we're perfectionists or we like just act like it's a funny thing that we're recovering perfectionists. I don't know that it's necessarily so cut and dried. I think the tendency to strive towards perfection is pretty common for many people. I'm not going to say it's for everybody. I don't think that's the case. But I do think it's a tendency that many of us have in different areas of our lives. It may not mean that you like are perfectionist at every area of your life, but they're just areas where you tend to kind of look towards or work towards or move towards more perfectionistic type tendencies. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today because perfection and like striving for perfection can really get in the way and actually have a lot of negative consequences when it comes to your trying to conceive journey. And I just want to share about that and talk about that. So to get started, really, what does that mean? I think we all understand that perfectionism is really that just striving for this flawless, perfect performance, this perfect achievement. I find this super common with women that I talk to. You guys can tell me if you relate to this, but I feel so many of us, we have worked hard, we've gotten the good grades, we've done the things, we've gotten the job to be successful, to show that we are successful, to achieve the things that we felt we were supposed to achieve. We relate hard work, whether that's in our like showing up to practices and things and then excelling in sports, whether that's hard work and getting good grades and getting into the right school, whether that's the internships and the hard work there or in clinicals and then getting the great job. Like we have related hard work and effort with achievement. We've been inundated with this concept of hard work gets you your achievement for how long, right? And then we get to getting married even, and then we buy the house. Like we're following all these steps, right? And then we get to this point and we're like, what the heck? Like I did the things. I can't tell you how many times I had this thought. I did the things. I got to the jobs. I behaved. I didn't get in trouble with the law. Like I went to school. I got the good job. I saved the money. I bought the house. I got married. I did all the right steps. And now this has to be difficult. What the heck? Right? It feels really counterintuitive to what we have been taught. And so I find these perfectionistic type thoughts coming from that like frustration that this hard work isn't equaling achievement in the trying to conceive area, right? And so it's like your brain is like, what the heck? Why is this not working? I'm putting in the effort. I'm doing all the things and it's creating all this frustration. And that's what I tend to see is creating these perfectionistic thoughts. So you can let me know if that relates to, you know, if that resonates with you of, you know, being that way or thinking that way. But there are downsides, right? It's not great to be seeking perfection all the time. 
it can actually have a lot of downstream negative effects. And I think that's important to acknowledge so that when we're in that spiral of feeling like we must be perfect, we can do something about it. So one of the main ways that I see many of us have experienced is some type of obsession with the process, right? So this is like obsessively tracking and monitoring all your fertility stuff, having five apps to track it in different ways and do the temperature charts and do the paper chart and do the app chart and wear a device and do all of these things and the ovulation predictor kits and monitoring your menstrual cycles. And those things can be helpful. Those things can be good and they can be really useful, right? And I think it's amazing that we have the ability to be really familiar with our body and comfortable with our body and understanding of our cycles. But if we take it to the extreme in this perfection type mindset, that can cause a bunch of stress and a bunch of anxiety, and that can really impact your health and your fertility, right? Like I know there have been some of you listening to this who have been like stressing out, perfectly monitoring and so angry that your cycle is coming a couple days late and you're like stressing more, which is causing your cycle to be a little bit more late, right? And so this obsession with that tracking can go too far. Same thing happens when in the diet world, right? Like if someone gets too perfectionistic with their tracking of their food and their macros and all that stuff, it can go from being a really useful tool for making something that can be really helpful to being problematic and actually harmful. So that's what I would challenge you with today is to just check in, just see where you're at. Maybe you've been there before and you're out of it now. Hallelujah. But just check in, just see where you are, see if that's something that you tend to be doing. Another one is not only like with the outside devices and the tracking is perfectionistic thoughts tend to show up about yourself, right? So this is the one that I was relating to the weekend before the transfer. This is the one where you feel like, oh, I need to be on the perfect diet. I need to do the perfect exercise routine. I read 20 people's embryo transfer prep protocols, and I'm going to just apply everything that all of them did, right? I'm going to take all the supplements and I'm going to optimize my fertility to the max. And this can be, number one, super difficult, super expensive, super stressful, and likely you're not going to live up to the expectation. And so this can cause a lot of extra negative emotion coming up, shame and guilt and feelings of failure. And then that can make you feel really bad about yourself and then try to force you back into another one of these cycles where we're trying to be the quote unquote perfect patient, right? And so I intentionally know that I have a tendency to think that way. And so I go about trying to combat against that in advance. Hi there. I'm popping into the episode because I want to make sure you know about a free resource to help you with your next two-week wait. If you're like me, every time the two-week wait comes up, it can be a really stressful time. I created a free resource as I have gone through my two-week waits to guide you and kind of support you through the days of that process. The workbook comes with daily readings, daily journal prompts, and meditations to support you as you navigate your next two-week wait. Make sure to download your copy at sarahbrandell.com slash 
two-week wait. T-W-O-W-E-E-K-W-A-I-T. I can't wait to hear what you think. Right? So this weekend I was talking about Away With Friends. You know, I had kind of plans for how I wanted to show up that weekend, how ideally I like to rest and get good rest and go to bed early and wake up decently early. That's my typical plan. Eat, you know, ideally more healthy and trying to balance blood sugar with my PCOS going into the transfer cycle. I had been taking my supplements going through. I had wanted to be really, really good about consistency with the timing of my medications prepping for the transfer. and. For the most part, I did those things. So it's not like I just like let everything off the rails. It's not like I was just like went up there and stayed up 24 seven and drank a bunch of alcohol and like ate cookies all day. That's not what happened. But there were times where I'm like, oh, we are staying up late because we were enjoying a company, right? Like we are so grateful to be with each other. And I decided, you know what? Like if I stay up late tonight and I sleep in tomorrow, that's okay. Like, it's going to be okay. So I had those moments of those thoughts coming in. Like, should you be doing this? Is that a good idea? Is this the perfect thing that you wanted to be doing? My meals, for the most part, were really typical meals. Maybe, you know, a time or two, it was like, "Mm, this is a little bit more higher on like the carby side than I would typically do. But at the end of the day, it was not anything that was crazy. And I was okay with that. But again, those thoughts come in. So just be cautious of that and just notice like, It's not that the goal is to just like eliminate perfectionistic thinking, right? I actually don't think that that's really possible if you have a tendency to do that. Instead, it's just to be like, oh yeah, of course you are really excited for this transfer and really hoping it's going to work out and you're grasping for anything. And this is me talking to my brain when I say you, this is me grasping for anything to try to gain some certainty that this transfer is going to work out. So of course I'm going to be ideally thinking of the perfect plan and the perfect protocol. And sometimes I'm going to freak out if it doesn't feel like I'm doing a good job at meeting that perfect plan. And that's okay. But then I can remind myself, you know what? Stressing about the perfect bedtime and the perfect amount of macronutrients and all the stuff is not always a good thing for me, right? Like staying up a little later and having like a joyful time with my friends actually was probably better for my health than like stressing about, I got to go to bed at a certain time, right? So just notice if that's coming up for you and notice how it's coming up for you about being that perfect patient, right? Because typically what happens is when we are thinking that way and we're trying to show up that way, that's again, creating more stress, more anxiety. So you can see a trend here. When we follow through on perfectionistic thinking, the number one thing it tends to create is anxiety. And you guys know that that was something that was super common for me in my fertility journey starting out. And something that I work with so many of you on is dealing with anxiety related to infertility. So this is one of those common areas, triggers that creates extra anxiety in the process that we can start to eliminate or at least cut back. Another thing that I see in the perfectionism world that can cause issues is the blame game, right? So if we have started to really buy into our perfectionistic thoughts, about our infertility, then this allows our brain to start jumping to conclusions. Our brain likes to solve math problems. It doesn't like unanswered questions. It wants to know why is this not working? Why have we not gotten pregnant? Why do we keep having miscarriages? Why have we not had success, right? 
Our brain is constantly asking that question and looking for an answer. And if you are giving it a constant steady stream of perfectionistic thoughts, it's going to be really quick to jump to, oh, this is my fault. I'm flawed. Something's wrong with me, right? Something about me, something about my relationship, something about my partner, something about us has caused this problem. We are flawed. And that's not always true. Most of the time, it's not. And regardless of even if there is an ounce of truth to that statement, sitting in self-pity and like all this terrible energy of just being constantly thinking about blaming yourself is never, ever, ever, ever going to be beneficial for your fertility. So I say that because there's a lot of people who say, but really, like, if I could just fix this one thing, if I could just change this one thing about myself, or if I could have just done this one thing differently in my past, then my fertility would be better. And I'm not going to argue with the truth. Like maybe that's true, but is focusing all your energy and time and disappointment there really helping your future? No, it's not. It's not helping. So these are those three main areas where perfectionistic thinking tends to kind of weave its, its angry fingers in and cause complications. And so I want you guys to really take these to heart and see where they're showing up right now in your journey or where they've shown up in the past in your journey and just kind of, you know, recognize them. The last thing I will say about perfectionistic thoughts is they tend to be at the root of a lot of our fears, right? So a lot of us go into our next cycle, right? You're doing your ovulation trackers. You're getting ready to have your time dinner course. You're really hopeful, but you're having so much fear of it's not going to work again. Or you see a positive test and you're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have another loss. I just know it. I just know it. I'm just checking the toilet every single time I go to the bathroom. And that fear a lot of times comes from perfectionistic thinking, right? That ideal storyline of someone who tries once, gets pregnant, has no complications, has a baby, tries again, gets pregnant, has no complications, has a baby, and expecting that your life should look the same, right? You should be that perfect storyline and you're not. And so it feels very painful. It creates a lot of disappointment and it really, really starts to kind of erode the motivation and the commitment to even being on the infertility trying to conceive journey. So just notice if you're having those thoughts, right? Notice if it's creating this fear in you. You can see there's a lot of different ways that infertility can be kind of getting into the way when it comes to infertility. So before we finish this episode, I do want to take a moment to just kind of acknowledge what are some things you can do to manage these thoughts, right? What are some things you can do to help yourself through these perfectionistic tendencies? So one is to just be aware. The more you become aware of them, the more you start to realize, oh, those are kind of unreasonable expectations. Are they actually even true, number one? Or are those expectations even helpful? Are they even needed, right? I had one about like completely cutting 100% of my caffeine intake, which I really don't have a problem with doing. I've done before, but I kind of like thought about doing it later in the preparation for this transfer. So I slowly was cutting back. And honestly, I was cutting back a decent amount, but I hadn't cut it completely. And then I tried to just 
go cold turkey. And of course I got a migraine. And I had so much guilt about like going ahead and having a little caffeine to help manage my migraine. But the truth was, is I felt better about having a little bit of caffeine than taking some Tylenol or ibuprofen when I could potentially be in my, you know, positive two week weight area. So I did end up having a little caffeine and I felt so much better. Right. So what are those expectations you have that maybe are unrealistic? I share that story because I felt some guilt there. And then I said, you know what? Like if I still want to cut back caffeine, I've cut back significantly. If I want to cut it out completely, I still can taper it off here over the next week or two and I can still go to no caffeine. And then literally that night, after I finally started feeling better, a account that I follow that shares a lot of studies about infertility research posted this study that was published about how caffeine intake did not affect outcomes. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, now that's one study. I'm sure there are studies that say something opposite of that. I'm still keeping my caffeine intake pretty low, but it's not eliminated. And you know what? I'm I'm good with that. Like I'm I'm going in the right direction. It's not perfectionistic and I'm good with that. So just recognize where perfection is showing up and just get some awareness about it and ask yourself, is this realistic? Is this needed? And then just really start to poke holes in those expectations. This is what we do when we work together. So if this is something that you're really wanting to work on, if this is something that you need more help with, I can help you do that. I love helping women work through these perfectionistic thoughts. Reach out to me, send me a message or schedule a a free consult call and we can talk about your perfectionistic tendencies and what we can do about them. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's, you know, a little bit of a different twist on thinking about things. I think this issue of perfection and perfectionistic thoughts is super common for a lot of women going through infertility and pregnancy loss. So, you know, if this doesn't affect you, maybe share it with someone else because I'm willing to bet it probably affects them. And I would love to hear what you guys think about this episode. So send me a message. Tell me what you think. Tell me if you relate to it. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a great week. Hey there, Inspired Mama. If you enjoyed this show, I want to invite you to leave a review in your podcast player. This helps to share the message with so many more women just like you. Also, if you know of another hopeful mama on her path to motherhood, please share this episode with her. I would love to get this into the ears of anyone who needs to hear it. If you are ready to step this work up and not only learn these tools, but to apply them to your unique story, head to the link in the show notes to apply for a free consult call. I would be honored to help you.